We've had a theme of well-being and health matters this year, and I want to tell you, volunteering is good for your well-being. It is good for your health. It helps you. It is good for you. So if you think you don't want to do it, you'll be helping yourself by doing it as well as helping others. They'll make sure when you are a volunteer and you don't have an attitude that I don't want to do this, okay? But it will be good for you, guarantee Today, we're going to look at a story we actually read this week in our daily readings, if, if you've been reading them and Thursday it was, and, and the heading was in Second Kings chapter 4, where Elisha helps a poor widow. You also get rich widows to, to help as well, but in this case, it was a poor widow. And I don't know you, but I've been encouraged reading Second Kings and the miraculous power of God at work, because what is great is the same God who performed miracles then is the same God who's not lost any power to perform miracles. And not only has he not lost any power, he's not lost any desire to help and provide miracles in our life. No, we love hearing and reading, right? I love reading and hearing about the miracles and the stories. And if I was to say, put your hand up if you'd love to experience miracles, I would suggest that many of us would put our hands up. Here's the only problem with that. In order to receive a miracle, you need a miracle. And we all want, I want the miracle. That's wonderful. But who wants to be in such an incredibly dire, uh, difficult situation that you need a miracle in your life, then all the hands would go down. But it's good to know that when we get into difficulties, there's a miracle working God who's there to act on our behalf. So I'm going to read from Second Kings, just the first seven verses should come up on the screen. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor is threatening to take my two sons as slaves. Slavery is not a modern problem. It has always existed since very, very long ago. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. That's a great story. Remarkable story in the background to the story is that Elisha, is, he's the main man in church circles in these days. He's the guy that everybody wants to speak at their church and their big conferences around the world. Elisha is the man. He's the man of the moment. But also there is something like a school or a training school for prophets or ministers in training uh, under Elisha, who these guys who worked with Elisha. And he's training this group, and one of them dies. And his widow comes to Elisha and says to him, 
My husband who served you is dead now. How's that for emotional, spiritual pressure? My husband who served you, he's dead. What are you going to do here, Alicia? But not only that, it says, I'm in so much debt now because I've got no income. Cap has not started yet. They're coming to take my two sons away as slaves. I haven't got an answer. I don't know what to do. I've got a serious problem here. You know, being a servant or a follower of Jesus Christ doesn't mean we don't have problems. Problems occur in life. Jesus even spoke to his disciples once. He says, you know, in the world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have problems. You're going to have a lot of hassle because you live in planet Earth, which doesn't always follow the way I want people to live. But he also says, but take courage. I've overcome the world, i.e., you're going to have the same problems your next-door neighbor, your friend at work, your family have who don't follow Jesus. But you know what? There's something that I can put into you. There's something that I can give you to have a different mindset, a different attitude, a different result, because you've got a trust in the one who's better than anyone else. It's not that we don't have problems, but we can't and shouldn't react the same way that others react, because we have won who's able to sustain us and help us and provide for us and do what no one else can do in life. Maybe your issue is not like this widow woman. Maybe debt is not an issue in your world. Maybe you haven't got any issues. Maybe you've got it all together right now. Well, God bless you. Thank God for it. Rejoice in it because it's not always going to be like that. So let's look at what we can learn from this woman and as far as well-being is her problem was it's out of control. She's got no answer to the situation she's in. There's times I've been there. If you're honest, there's times you've been there when you don't know what the answer is to your problem. And Alicia says in response, how can I help you? And they say, let's have a good starting point. What have you got? Here's the problem. What have you got? Where can we begin to find a way out of this? What tools do you have to help in life, in this situation? No, sometimes the problem seems so big that we lose sight of what we have in our lives. Sometimes we feel so inadequate. Sometimes we feel so out of our depths that we lose what we already have. It's interesting here. Alicia says, let's have a look at what you have. Let's have a look at what we can do to start off. And the widow's response is probably interesting as well. It's like an Apollo 13 situation. Houston, we have a problem. We don't know what to do here. What have you got? Her answer, nothing. Her first response was nothing. We could expand that. Her first response is nothing. I cannot. I've got no money. I've got no gifts or talents. I've got no friends. I've got no faith. I've got no job prospects. I've got no education. I've no idea whatever you want to add to your list. They look at my problems and I've got nothing. There's nothing I can do. I've got nothing. And you can add whatever your nothing is to that situation. And it wasn't just that she's nothing. She says, I've got nothing at all. You can take my nothing and multiply it by any number you want. It's just that I've got nothing at all. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I've got zero. I can't help. I've got nothing here, Elisha. Now, we don't know if Elisha just gave her a look at that point or whether she thought, this guy's a prophet. He knows everything about me, so I better just be a bit honest 
here, or maybe she just realized, but our expression changed. I've got nothing except a flask of oil. Her exp- uh, expression changed. Her expression moved from nothing to accept. Accept became her expression. You know, we need to change how we speak. Her expression needs to change. Her expression needs to change from, we've got nothing, to you know what, I've not got much, but I've got something. God's given me something. Her expression changed from nothing to accept. Maybe you love with a nothing focus. There's nothing I can do about this. I've got nothing I can contribute. Your expression needs to change. And it doesn't need to be a problem that I've got nothing to solve. It may be you just look at other people and they seem to have everything. You look at others and they appear they've got so much. They're so gifted. They're so talented. They can play music. They can sing music. They can write music. They can speak eloquent. They're full of wisdom. They're great at art. They're great at sport. They'd win Strictly Come Dancing. They'd bring Britain's Got Talent. They'd win everything. They'd win every competition going. They just seem to have it all together. They've so much money and they're so good and so funny and they've got so much going for them and they're even good looking. You know the type of people that we all love to have in our world? Not. Maybe you just think, well, I've got nothing because you look around at what other people have got. You think, you know what? I've got next to nothing. Her expression needs to change. Her speech and expression change from nothing to accept. And when we change our expression from nothing to accept, God can take our accept and make it exceptional. Her expression changed. Accept became her expression. And then her accept became exceptional. Whatever you have as a problem, you might seem you've got not much to fix it with. You might feel you've got nothing to offer. You need to change your focus from nothing to accept because God's going to change your accept into exceptional. The widow says, all I have is a flask of oil. And let's just say, you know what? That's a good place to start. Because when we take our accepts and put it in the hands of God, God makes exceptional out of it. Go and borrow what you can from your friends and neighbors. You could just imagine, what do you mean borrow? I'm in debt. You're increasing my debt here. No, go and borrow because God's about to do something because your place you accept into his hands or accept change things. Get the jars, go home. You and your son self-isolate for a little while and just stay in and just keep pouring the oil into these vessels that you've got. I don't know what you'd have thought. I don't know what I'd have thought. But you know what? Blessing comes through obedience to what God says. Now you can might think, I've not got much. But see, when you use it in the way that God causes you to use it, God will bless your obedience. You know, God cannot and will not bless disobedience. God cannot bless disobedience. God can never, because God blesses obedience. Whatever he says to you, Mary said it when, whatever he says to you, do it. And I'm just throwing this out there. God blesses it obedience, but you can never bless disobedience. Jonah, go to Nineveh. No, I'm going the other way. All that happened is he went, right, he went into a storm, he would get thrown in a whale and all the rest of it. And then two chapters later, 
Now, Jonah, you need to go to Nineveh. Because sometimes when we're in disobedience, we go round in circles and we come back to the same point, but we've gone through a storm and we've not moved on because we've been disobedient to God. You need to come to a place where, Lord, even though I'm not sure about this, I'm going to be obedient to you. And this woman, because she was obedient and took her except, saw the miracle power of God at work in her life. Whatever he says to you, do it. What's your except today? What have you got? No, when God comes into our accepts, he specializes in making it exceptional. There was a day, uh, there was a big crowd following Jesus, and they had to feed them. They're all getting hungry. And then he says, go and get some food, disciples. And Andrew comes and says, I've got a bit. What have you got, Andrew? Well, I've not got anything except a little boy's packed lunch. Let's get five loaves and two fish. Because Jesus says, just give me that except. You know what? I'm going to make a miracle out of your except. David, you come to Goliath. What, you got all the armor and the stones? I've got nothing except five little stones in a sling. You know what? That's enough to slay a giant when you use it in God's hands. What do you have in your hand, Moses? Oh, I've got some rod. You know what? I'm going to take that except your rod and I'm going to show the power of God and the direction of God for his people through that little thing, just a rod in your hands. You know what? We take our little things and give them to God. You might think, well, I've really not got anything much. I can't really think of much. Sometimes all you need is the word of God. There's a great chapter in Second Chronicles chapter 5. The ark's been brought back to the temple. Nothing was in the ark except the two stone tablets that Moses had placed in at Mount Sinai. I.e., all that was in here was the word of God. And we read a few chapters later, a few verses, and the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of God. All they had was the word of God, and the glorious presence of God came and done something great. You know what? Sometimes you get through crisis, you get through doubt, you think, I really not get anything except the word of God. But I want to tell you, if you've got the word of God, God can take that and bring power and authority and deliverance and provision. You may think, I can't go through this. I've not got the capability. All I've got is maybe just a little bit of faith, but all I've got is the word of God. I want to tell you, if you've got nothing except the word of God, God can do the miraculous in your life because the word of God can bring miraculous into nothingness but you might not have anything you might think I've not got much but today let me encourage you let this widow woman just take your accept and give it into God and let him see great things what have you got I've got nothing except a word of encouragement to give to somebody you know what that could change somebody's life I've got nothing except a pound for the offering God can multiply that because you're giving what you've got I've got a home. I've only got a home which I can show hospitality. You know what? That can be great. I've got nothing except a car that I can pick people up and take them somewhere. That is great that God could use. I've got nothing except a few hours, three times during the week. I can use that to volunteer and bless the lives of those who come into contact with me in that time. I've got nothing much. I've got a little bit of technical know-how. You know what? You take your little bit of technical know-how and God can bless that. Whatever you've got, you might think, I've only got a little bit of skill in this area. God can take that little bit of skill and give it into his hands and he can multiply it and it can become exceptional. I've maybe only got a little bit to give. I've got a little bit of faith that I can pray for. God can take faith as, as a grain of mustard seed and cause mountains to be moved. But you can pray for somebody. I, I, I've got nothing in my life except a little time to pray for you. You know what? You use that time to pray for people and transformation can come into life. 
You think, I've not got much. I can only sing a wee bit, but not great. But God can use that to bless people because it's not so much your voice. It's the heart that gives to God, and God can take that and cause something to change in the atmosphere around. Focus on your accept and give it to God, and God can make it exceptional. This is an incredible story here. And then it comes, hurry up, son. Go and get me another vessel. One day, one moment, the widow says to one of her sons, son, go and get me another vessel. Hurry up. And he says, he can't. We've, we've got them all. We've been around all the neighbors. The ones we know, even the ones we didn't know their names, we went and got them. Even the ones where we smashed the windows with the ball last week and we were a bit scared to go, we went, didn't it? If you've never been there, then you've never lived. Okay. okay. Even the ones that no speaking to us, even the ones that have, we fell out over the way they parked a the car last week round about, we've been to all the neighbours we could, some with fear and trembling, and we've got all the vessels that we could possibly get. There isn't any more to give, Mum. You got it all. And it's only then that the oil stopped. Now there's a whole preaching that that's only when the, in any empty vessels God's power and blessing came. The problem was not God running out of supply. The problem was there wasn't enough vessels enough to receive it. That's a whole preaching that's only right about the empty vessels and God's looking for empty vessels to pour his life in. And when we empty ourselves, God will pour his blessing and his power into our life. But the blessing only stopped when there was no more need or no more ability to receive what God was doing. And here, this story is great. Her accept became her expression instead of her nothingness. Her accept became exceptional instead of ordinary. And her accept became excess instead of limiting to what could be done. Because she was obedient and she gave what she had to God. Note, it became excess. That's an incredible story. Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. That's incredible. Her accept became a surplus. It became excess. It became more than enough. It wasn't just enough. It was more than enough. Her excess became more than enough. Because she first of all changed her expression. She stopped focusing on the nothingness and the emptiness of what she had. And she started appreciating the little bit that she did have. The accept. And today, you may be thinking, I've not really got much. And forever your focus has been on the nothingness or the lack in your life. Or your focus on what other people have got that you didn't have. And you become a bit inside, you know what I mean, and you're looking at other people and it just brings you down even further because you look at how little you've got in your life and sometimes you look and say, I can't get out of this problem, I've not got enough in, me, in this and look at them, they've got it all together, they've got so much to offer and I've got nothing to help me. But the moment her attitude and mindset changed, it then changed the way she spoke and we need to speak life and we need to speak faith. And her issue started to get better when she says, you know what, I'm not going to focus on the nothing. I'm going to focus on what I do have, 
It doesn't see much, but I'm going to speak except. I'm not going to speak nothing. I'm going to speak except. You know what? I've got this. I've got that. It's not much, but I've got that. And I'm going to start focusing not on the issue big. It's still there. But I've got something to start with. And I can give what I've got to God. And God could then take something, put his life and his power on it, and cause it to be exceptional. And not only will it cause that need to be met, it's going to bless me in the future. It's going to be more than. I'm going to live off the excess. I'm not going to see that problem. It's not just going to go. The problem is not just going to go. There's going to be an overflow of blessing that comes out. It's not just that I'm going to have that need met. It's about God's going to bless me more than what I need because that's the heart of God. God's heart is not just to meet your need. God's heart is to give you more than. It's to give you more than you could cope with. It's going to be more than you expect. This woman was saying, I've got a problem. God said, not only are we going to deal with the problem, but I'm going to pour stuff into your life that you can go and live and thrive beyond what your need is. You can take the accepts and turn them into more than enoughs. And I'm going to pray with you today. Maybe you've had an attitude of accept. That's good. Maybe you've got an attitude of nothing. I've got nothing. I want God to change that into accept. You know what's incredible when you do that? If you read the story here, not only was it her, her, but her two sons, i.e., she took what she had and it empowered the next generation to come. She could have killed the generation by keeping focusing on nothing and the problem. But the moment she said, I'm bringing what I've got, and it's not much, but I'm giving it to God, God not only blessed her, met her need, but he also done something for the next generation to begin to move and thrive. So what we decide today doesn't just affect us, it can affect those coming after us. Can we stand, please, as we close? I want to pray for those who feel you've got nothing to offer except a flask of olive oil, whatever that means in your life, that you'll get your focus off the nothing and onto the except what you have in your life and you place it in God's hands God is going to cause not just you to have enough but God wants to see you put an overflow, he wants an overflow to come in, there was a surplus he says not just pay off your debts but live off the rest live off the overflow there's some people here and you've got a problem and you think I can't fix this all I've got is a little bit of faith. I'm going to pray that God takes that little bit of faith and that you see him come in power. Lord, I've got nothing except a little bit of faith in the house this morning. But I give that little bit of faith to you. And I pray that you'll cause that except little bit of faith to become exceptional and turn into excess. Father, for those who are here this morning, and that's where they are, Lord, the world just seems as if it's caving in and they've not got an answer to the problems in their life. But Lord, we come as a starting point and we give you what we have. We give you that little bit of faith this morning. Lord, all we've got maybe is the word of God, but we're taking that little bit of faith that says you are my provider, my healer, my salvation. And I pray, Lord, that that except bit of faith will become exceptional and lead to excess that will flow into others' lives. 
Lord, there's all of us who just feel we've got nothing to offer you. We've just got limited ability, limited money, limited talent, but we've the mindset of, I've got nothing to offer. But this morning, we're changing our mindset. We're changing what we think to, I've got nothing, to I've got nothing except this little bit of whatever that is in our life. Whether it's talent, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's wisdom, whether it's creative stuff. Father, we've had a mindset where I've really got nothing to offer you or church or anything in the world. But today, we place our accept that little thing that we've got into your hands. And we pray, Father God, that you'll cause that as we give in obedience and walk in obedience to become exceptional, to meet needs of those around us and to become an overflow of life and help to our world. And Father, we pray, Lord, that not only for our world, but what we give to you can be multiplied to cause other generations coming after us to see you move in power. Father God, thank you for the stories we read. Thank you, Lord, they're not just stories, they're faith-building stories which express to us and tell us that our God is still able to do far more than we could even ask or think or imagine. And Father, today, we take a little flask of oil and whatever scenario that looks like in our world, and we just say, this is our starting point, and we hand it to you, and we pray that you will pour and pour and pour in more than is required, and you'll cause us to see you taking our little and bringing much out for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.